on, I want to hear your worship. Come on, let your worship saturate the atmosphere. We pray for you tonight. Oh God. Oh God. An awesome conversation. Something that God has been dealing with me about for uh, quite some time. And he's finally given me the release to go ahead and release it. And so, like I said, guys, it is so good to see each and every single one of you. If you have not hit your share button yet, go ahead, hit that share button. Let's get the word out there to as many people as we possibly can. I've hit my share button. I'm so excited about all the people that I've shared it to. And I see that they've chimed in. My mom is on. She's greeting us all the way from the beautiful city of Huntsville, Alabama. Hey, mama. Hey, Crystal. She says, good afternoon, Pastor Chanel and everyone. Shana K. Gordon is on. She says, good afternoon, Pastor. Uh, Good afternoon to you as well. My mother in love is on Reverend Paulette Burroughs. Good afternoon to you as well. Tiffany Douglas is watching. Good afternoon to each and every single one of you. Boy, oh boy, I am so excited. Uh, like I said a moment ago, we definitely have a great lineup. I don't know about y'all, but it is still very warm here in Bermuda. So if you see me sweating, y'all don't worry about that. Don't judge me. It is very warm here in Bermuda. And I have my AC on and I'm telling you, this thing is taking the longest to kick in, but we're going to go ahead and get started. Anyhow, thank you so much for sharing mama. And like I said, if you haven't hit your share button, go ahead, do that. Let's get the word out to as many people as we possibly can. Oh, let me fix my hair. My hair is sticking up. We can't have that, but yeah, let's get the word out to as many people as we possibly can on today, because we are going to be talking about what does the Bible mean when it talks about how the husband is the head of the wife? Now, I've been uh, researching this scripture uh, for the past several weeks, just kind of being dialoguing with the Lord and really digging in and asking him, God, what does this mean? What does it mean when God tells the woman that she is to, she is to, she is to, to, I can't even say it. She is to submit to her husband. I'm stuttering. What does that mean when the Lord says that? Uh, you know, because what has happened over the years is that I, this is what I feel. I feel that society has really taken that scripture and they've really blown it out of proportion. Uh, a lot of perversion has come into play when it comes to that particular scripture. I mean, so much has happened to the point where a lot of women in so many societies and so many cultures have been made to feel like animals. They've been made to feel like they're nothing, like they have no opinion, they have no say so. Can I tell you that when Paul wrote that scripture and when God gave that declaration, he did not give it to say that women, that the woman is inferior to the man. 
He did not give that declaration or give that scripture uh, and to basically say to us that you are less than and that you have no opinion, you have no say so. And whatever your husband says to you, you have to listen to him. You have to do it. And I don't care how you feel. How do we know this? Well, number one, we and I said this to you guys last week. We know this because, number one, when God created us, the Bible. Bible says male and female created he them. And also in that same scripture, while he was creating us, he gave us all, uh, he gave us all instructions. And the instructions was while you are in the earth, you are to be fruitful. You are to multiply. You are to have dominion. And one thing that we have to understand as people is that when he said have dominion, he was not saying that we are supposed to have dominion over people that's the first thing that i want to address hey i see some more people have chimed in pastor terry berkeley good afternoon to you miss warner hey aunt jackie is tuned in so good to see you uh i don't know if this is bishop crockwell but it might be your wife but either way it is so good to see you and then shonda wolf is tuned in as well so good to see each and every single one of you and so when he said that he was not saying that you know women they have no say so and that you need to keep quiet and you need to walk you know i've seen some pastors in some some places i've seen them make their wives walk behind them let me tell you something right now there is a power that we as women have that god has given to us that we are called help me for a reason there is a power that God has given to us, or I should say the, the kind of wisdom that God has given to us. It will keep a man safe. And I say this to any married man out there, men that are looking to be married. It is a dangerous thing when you make your wife feel as though she does not have an opinion. She does not have a say so. It is a very dangerous thing when you make her feel as though what she feels in her spirit does not matter. Let me tell you something. That is a very dangerous thing because oftentimes God uses a wife to send warning. There were so many prophetesses in the word of God, uh, you know, and that that's a subject for another time. But a lot of times God used a lot of these women to send warning, to cause uh, to cause wisdom to be implicated in the situation, to save lives. You look at Abigail. Come on, Abigail. The Bible says that she was married to a fool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, uh, prophetess, how are you? So good to see you. But yes, the Bible says that uh, Abigail's husband, Nabal, the Bible says that his name meant fool. And that is exactly what he was. He was crazy. Anybody that tried to go up against David, knowing David's history, you are just crazy because not only did David walk in covenant, but David was a trained killer. Like he, when he threw the arrow, he was going to hit you and he was going to hit you right in the spot that he threw it to. But the Bible says that Abigail, she took a hold of the situation and she not only saved her husband's life, but she saved every person's life 
wife that was with her in the household. So I want to, I want to insert this right here. It is a very dangerous thing when you make a woman or you make your wife feel as though her opinion does not matter and what she senses in the realm of the spirit, it does not make any hill of beans to what God has shown you. No, the way that it works is you guys work together. God will show you something. He shows us things in part. God will show her something. He shows her things in part. And when you guys both see it, you come together and you talk about it and you see how to cause it to work. But it is a dangerous thing when you take what God has given to you and you cancel out what God has given to her and you deny that God has given her anything. So I want to start from the beginning when I said that he gave dominion and he gave he gave authority to both male and female. Now, am I denying the fact that man was created first? Absolutely not. The Bible says that God, he reached down in the dust and he formed man. And then it says that he took, he took woman out of man. He formed him. He formed her rather from the man's rib and he gave him woman. We got all that. So like I was saying a moment ago, so Pastor Chanel, then what does it mean when God says that woman is supposed to submit to man? What does it mean when it says that uh, uh, that man is the head of the wife. Well, I tell you exactly what it means. There is a scripture in first Corinthians chapter 11. This is a scripture that Paul was writing to the church of Corinth, because if you knew anything about the church of Corinth, they was going crazy. I mean, they were doing some stuff that was just completely out of order and it was causing a lot of leaven, a lot of sin, a lot of leaven to start spreading around in their church. And so when Paul wrote this particular scripture, he was trying to establish order. So the first thing that that he said is God is the head of Christ. Now, let me tell you another reason how we know that when he made this statement, he was not saying it to say that once again, woman is lower than man. He was actually saying that you guys are equal, but in order to establish order, in order to establish understanding, I'm going to give it to you the way that God sees it. And so he said, God is the head of Christ. And then he goes on to say that Christ is the head of man. Now, let me just backtrack for a second, because one thing that is so amazing about the scripture, when it one thing that is so amazing about that scripture, when it says that uh, uh, God is the head of God is the head of Christ. We know that God in Christ, we know that they are equal. We know that that there there really is no difference between God and Christ. In other words, Christ walked in the same power that God walked in and he did it in the earth. OK, so if Paul is looking at that as your equal, then how much more is he going to look at woman and man or woman and husband as being equal. There is no difference. He's not going to get to woman and man and say, oh, but man has more power than her. Man has a bigger say so than her. Her opinion doesn't really matter. I don't know. Well, you know what? I'm not going to call out the name of the movie, but it's kind of a funny thing. There was this movie that came out um, a few years ago 
And there was a lot of controversy around this movie because in the movie, the woman was considered, she was considered, I think the word is a subordinate. I want to say that's the word. The man, he was considered uh, a dominant uh, figure. And so whatever it is that he asked her to do, she had to do it. As a matter of fact, she had to sign a contract and whatever it is that he requested from her, she had to give it to him. A lot of times people take this type of, this type of, uh, uh, not agreement, but they take this type of look in a relationship and they say that this is how it's supposed to go. Let me tell you something. That is not what love is. Love is not you as my husband dictating to me what you want me to do and 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 how you want me to do it and if i don't do it like this then i just you know i'm some rebellious woman or if i don't do it the way that that you tell me to do it then i'm then i'm jezebelic we have to be careful with that word because if you really understand what Jezebel is and how Jezebel really operates, you would be careful when you speak it over people. That stuff can really hurt because you know who Jezebel was? She did not honor her husband's authority at all. And so when it comes to that particular scripture, I acknowledge that you are the head of the household. I acknowledge that God has called for me to honor you and to respect you as such. But we both together must acknowledge that God sees us as one, that God sees us as equal that God sees us as partners. And so that means that whenever an attack comes up in the house, I don't just put it on my husband and say, you deal with it because you're the head. No, we both come together in agreement and we both begin to start praying against it because the Bible says that one can chase a thousand, but two can put 10,000 to flight. When it comes to even, when it even comes to things that we're believing God for financially, I don't go to my husband and say, okay, it's all on you because you're the head, because you're the head. So you take care of it. No, we come together in agreement and we figure out a way on how we're going to work this thing out. But what society has done, society has perverted that thing. And society has said, it's all on the man. It's never on the woman. The man is the one that makes all the decisions and not the woman. Let me tell you something. If you're living your marriage like this, you better be careful because you about to lose that woman. I don't know about y'all, but uh, my ancestors, they they did all they did enough slavery for me. I ain't trying to be nobody's slave. Come on. Can we get real right here? Let me go to the comments. It's so important to understand the background of the text is not just to quote the scripture. Excellent teaching, Pastor Chanel. Love it, love it, love it. Uh, uh, Prophetess Crockle said, amen, we are one. Let me tell you something. My ancestors, they, you know, they had to go through slavery and I applaud them for having the strength to be able to, to, to go through the mess that they went through. But let me tell you something right now, Jack, that ain't me. 
that is not me. I am not, I am not fit to be sitting up here being your slave. That is a complete turn off. Now, while I understand, now we all grown on here. <laughs> we all grown on here. While I understand that in some marriages, some of y'all like some weird stuff. Some of y'all, you know, you're into that kind of stuff and you can become somebody's slave. I'm so happy children are present. I love talking to women because we understand what we're talking about. But some of y'all, some of y'all are into that. And you're like, tell me what to do. Hit me. Let me tell you something. You lay a finger on me. I'm going to lay a finger on you because that's not what love is. And so in this particular movie, whenever this woman did wrong, whenever she said something bad uh, in this particular movie, this man would hit her, try it and see what's gonna happen. Come on, that ain't the day and age that we live in right here. But we as women, we have to begin to understand the power and the authority that God has given to us. I want to I want to make this so evidently clear. I don't want you to leave here thinking that I'm saying to disrespect your husband. Absolutely not. Honor him because that's what God wants you to do. But I honor you because I respect who God has made you in my life. I do not honor you because you're the man and because I'm lesser than you. No, I honor you because I love you. I honor you because I respect the authority that God has given you in this marriage and that God has given you in my life. I honor you because I understand that you are my protector. I understand that you are the one that is to watch over me. You are the one that, that prays for me. You are the one that fights for me. And so I do my best to honor you, but I want you to understand something. I do not do these things because you are greater than me. Come on here, somebody. Oh, I'm stepping on somebody's toes on this afternoon because that's what society unfortunately teaches in this day and age. Let me tell you something. If it was not for Deborah, the children of Israel would have never won that war. They would have never. The Bible says that Deborah, she stood in a she stood in a high ranking position as a judge and as a prophetess. And the Bible says that she was the one that went and spoke to Barak and Barak had enough sense to understand the power and the authority that Deborah walked in. Now, they weren't married, but he acknowledged that, hey, there's something great on this woman and I would be a fool not to use her. And so the Bible says that Barack said, look, I'm not going to battle unless you're with me. Come on, let me tell you something. If you want to win battles in your marriage, I need for you to understand that you're not going to successfully win the battle until you learn how to work together. I'm not inferior to you. We are equal, but I will show you respect. Come on. How do you show your husband respect? How do you, how do you honor him? Well, the first thing that you have to learn to do is talk, uh, talk across to him, not talk down to him. Come on. I'm now I'm about to come up in your house. 
because what happens a lot of times, especially in this society, we are taught to talk down to men. Let me tell you something. That's not your son. Let me just get a sip of water right here because we we getting ready to dive in for at least the next eight minutes. And then we're going to take a quick break and listen to a nice worship song. And this is what I need for y'all to do. I need for you to stick around because we're going to continue to dive over into this topic. Baby, that's not your son. And a lot of times, you know, we have a bad habit of doing this. We have a bad habit of talking down to our husbands. Let me tell you something. When you talk down to a man, you are making him feel like he is less than. You are making him feel like he is not worth anything. You are making him feel like he's not a good husband. <clears throat> You're making him feel like he's not a good provider. When these things are taking place in your marriage, watch this. Not only does it open up an avenue or a door for him to walk, to want to walk away from you, but it also opens up an avenue for another woman to come in. Because if you don't honor him, guess what? Another woman will. And we know this when it comes to men, they they must be affirmed when it comes to men you have to tell them that they're doing a good job that's how they get their fuel and they need to hear it from you come on they they heard it from their moms already now it's your job those of you that are future wives let me go ahead and school you real quick if you want to keep your husband motivated if you want to keep him going if you want to keep him pushing on you have to keep throwing in his face how good of a job that he's doing because don't nobody want to do nobody is going to be motivated to do anything if they're constantly hearing that they're doing a bad job. Come on. It's called the sandwich effect. Even if some things are not going the way that you want them to go in your household, you have to learn how to communicate that correctly. Because I said this last week and I'll say it again. If you don't do it, somebody else will. And I gave you guys the example of the sister, the sister from, um, no, she was a cousin from the movie Soul Food. She came from out of nowhere and she got involved with uh, with um, one of her husbands, one of her cousin's husbands. And she did not know the stuff that her cousin was going through with her husband at the time. And so she just comes in and she just takes a liking to him and he takes a liking to her. And one of the reasons why he took a liking to her is because he saw he saw that she believed in him. Let me tell you something. It is a very dangerous thing. It is a very dangerous thing when you stop believing in your spouse. Let me tell you something. Some of you might be here right now. You might be in a place where you're like, father, my husband, uh, you know, I've had so many letdowns. I've had so many, I've had so many heartbreaks with him. And I just don't know if I believe in him anymore, but, but I still love him. I want to be with him. Let me tell you something that can lead to an open door. 
that can lead to that can lead to a open door for the enemy to come in and jack your marriage up so you say okay pastor chanel what do i do if i'm in that situation take it to the lord ask god to help you ask god to open up your eyes and to see that you have a good man ask god to open up your eyes and to heal you from all of the pain that you have gone through in the past come on i feel like i'm tapping in right here ask god to help you to deal with all of the pain that you have gone through with him so that you can start believing in him again and guess what the holy spirit will do the Holy Spirit will heal you and he will bring you back to the place where you can trust him again and where you can believe in him again and where you can speak to his dream again. Come on, it's very possible that his dream stopped working because you stopped speaking to it. And here's the thing, I don't judge you for that because I don't know what you've been through. In the movie Soul Food, the reason why Vanessa Williams stopped believing in her husband husband's dream is because he was in his late 50s and the what he was working on he had already tried it before and it had failed come on what do you do in what do you do in your marriage when you when your spouse tries to step out on his dream and it does not work out the way that you thought that it was going to work do you tell him pack it up and give up and try something else or do you go to him and say look i know what God showed you. I know what your dream, what your dream is. And guess what? We're going to pray about it. We're going to work on this thing. We're going to make sure that it takes place. Come on. That's what you do. That's what he needs. My God, I feel the warning of the Lord for somebody because guess what, baby, if you don't do it, somebody else will. If you don't talk to him and let him know how much you appreciate him and how much you believe in him, let me tell you something, baby, somebody else will. And so that is the key component. You got to work together. You got to believe in you got to believe in him and he's got to believe in you. That's a whole nother topic because for another time, because I can feel some of you saying, well, pastor, you know, I do do this. I push him, but he doesn't push me. Let me tell you something. The first thing, if you find yourself in that type of situation.